Welcome to Film Green, the official podcast of the Film Society of Northwestern Pennsylvania and the Greater Erie Film Office. This week, cinema face off. Mm. <laughs> face off. Face off. Face off. Yes, cinema face off. Faces are coming off. Faces are melting and coming off. I am your host, Uh-oh. Mike Berlin, the judge and overseer of all cinema and film pitches that shall be henceforth presented on this fine day. I'm John Lyons. Filmmaker, teaching artist, and the director of programming for the Film Society, and I'm not good at games, and I am nervous. I'm Erica Berlin, the executive director of the Film Society, and I am pretty good at games. I am not nervous. Bring it on, John Lyons. Oh, boy. She is pretty good, John. Yep, I'm going. All right. Okay. (laughs) Hear ye, hear ye. Today, I, the Honorable Mike Bartholomew Berlin, will be listening to two competing factions of film pitches. I have selected five at random general high concepts to be presented before me and my gavel. Today, providing their original arguments and pitches will be two contestants. On the one side, we have the John, the Lion Shall Not Sleep Tonight Esquire. And on the other (laughs) side shall be Counselor Erica, the Iron Lady Dauber. Whoa. Whoa, You're taking me back? You're taking me back. I thought you should stand on your own. Well, I thought you should stand on your own in this. Wow. Okay. for single those, ladies. All okay. the single ladies. All, okay. Okay. So for those of you who don't speak legalese, the game is this. I provided five random, as random can be, hypothetical film questions to John and Erica. They're going to provide their film pitches to me, the judge. I will pick which idea to greenlight. So with no further ado, the gauntlet has been laid. The stakes are high. Two men enter, one man leave. Or woman in this situation. Let the Thank competition you. commence. Are you ready? ready? John, Erica. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Round one. Ding, ding. Fight. (laughs) Pitch a movie about an eerie event from past or present, not involving the pizza bomber. Mm. So this idea can be fact or fiction. And in your pitch, you have to tell us who is attached to direct and star in this feature. I'm going to give the, uh, the floor first to Erica. Thank you very much. My film is based on a real eerie event. Pontiac's Rebellion, 1763. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. After the French and Indian War, the Native Americans were really pissed about the British taking over around the Great Lakes. And Pontiac, he was a Native American leader, and other um, chiefs, they started with the siege of Fort Detroit and engaged in some ritual cannibalism. Then they set about burning British forts all around the lakes and Fort Presque Isle was the last small one. So after that, the siege on Fort Pitt in Pittsburgh ended the rebellion in basically a stalemate. And that's where the infamous smallpox infested blankets are spread around. But eventually the British established established policies to push the Native Americans away from them, which they considered peace treaties. But of course, that was really just pushing them away and pushing them away, you know, until they pushed them out of land that was really theirs. And here we are today. So my story takes place in June 1763, which was about a month after the rebellion began. And it follows Pontiac and his warriors as they travel around for about a month from fort to fort doing their destruction. Um, Parallel to that story is in Erie, you know, Fort 
Presque was basically eerie. And it's a budding love story between mm-hmm. a British soldier and a new immigrant and that immigrant's mm-hmm. sister or brother or other immigrant that she picked up along the way. Not really sure. Um, the British soldier, ar- another British soldier arrives early one morning and they're really badly injured. They're on a horse and they've come in from Fort LaBeouf in Waterford. Um, and they're saying, hey, this, you know, this group of Native Americans, you know, they just, they just, you know, hit our fort and they're, they're heading up here to Erie and they're right behind them. And then they show up and, you know, there's about 60 British soldier soldiers at the fort um, and they start negotiating and they're like, okay, yeah, you guys, uh, you guys can head down to Fort Pitt, uh, no problem. And then they're like, actually, no, we're going to hold you hostage. And they end up killing most of them. Um, but before they do that, they're like, hey, commander, we, we want you to hear all of our grievances. But they end up burning him at the stake. <laughs> and they they say, we're going to kill all of you. But this guy, this, this, this hero, this lead British soldier, he's like, I'm not going to die. And my woman's not going to die. So I'm going to go get her. And I'm going to get her brother, sister, slash, you know, companion immigrant. Um, and we're going to get out of here. And we're going to head down to Fort Pitt. And we're going to save all the other you know, British people that have been taken down to Fort Pitt are going to, you know, be held hostage down there. Um, so that's what happens. And then there's the big, you know, hero moment down there. I don't know whatever that's going to be, but event that happened in Erie, love story, you know, but it is going to, um, there is going to, because because of our director, our director is going to be Taika Watiti. Oh, right. Because Whoa. because the story has it, the story is not going to be like oh those savage Indians are going to come and wipe out the British soldiers, and it's all going to be about how this is you know the British came and oh those heroic you know colonial you know the founding of America kind of thing. It's going to be sympathetic to the Native Americans as well as, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to have the right balance, right? You're going to feel for the hero of the story and you're going to have sympathy for the Native Americans as much as you possibly can after you watch this guy eat another, you know, human being. (laughs) It's not going to be a comedy, but it is going to have some moments where you're going to be like, okay, you know, I see what's happening here. The, the British people came and took over the, the America, you know, the, the Americas from Native Americans. Okay. So that's the story we're going to tell. And I think it's going to be really compelling. And it took place right here in Western Pennsylvania. Uh, the honor. Who's going to star? Who's going to star? Yes. Okay. Who's yes. going to star? Okay. Well, the, um, Pontiac, the chief, I don't know a lot of, uh, Native American actors, but, um, Michael Gray eyes is an actor who's been in a lot of, um, movies and television. Um, he was in the, the new world, Terrence Malick's movie. Um, he's been in a, like true detective and a lot of other movies where they've had uh, native American leads. Um, and now I can't remember her first name and I wrote it on my pad and it's in the other room. Um, but actually the, the lead native American, um, Seneca woman, she, it's a female actress who's actually going to be the lead that comes into Fort Presque Isle to lead the Seneca's actually it was four different, um, 
tribes. It was a lot of different tribes that came together to do the, the rebellion. And there were about 250 that showed up at Fort Presque Isle to take over 60 British soldiers. So, uh, so there's a female lead that does that. What and was then, she in? What was she in the female lead? She actually played the female lead in the new world also. Yeah. The, f- the female lead that, that okay. marries John, John Smith's character. Gotcha. Um, now I'm like Koryanka Kilcher. Then our British lead, our British soldier lead, Bo Burnham, British soldier. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think he's going to be great. British. He's not British, but I think he can do a great British accent. Young enough. Bo Burnham, by the way, is the is the male lead in Promising Young Woman. I have him on the brain. Mike, you're going to love this. Michael, love this. Female lead, Katrina mm-hmm. Balfe. She's Br- she's I, I, Irish. I, I, I said three stars. Three stars. Yeah, maximum of three. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're breaking yeah, the rules. You're, bra- you're breaking the rules already. You're breaking the rules. What, we had right. we didn't say that here, but we had. Uh, <laughs> Erica, I've real got quick. this. I've got this. I, gun. Eric, I understand. Real quick, I, I'm going to throw you a curveball here, and John, I will unfortunately throw you also this curveball. Of course, I would like you to pitch to me just the number. How much am I doing this film for? Oh, Erica's is like 200. John, John, don't give her. She still has a floor. Erica? 200 million. Okay. And it's okay. called That's It, Fort Pitt. Yes. Was that really the title? Yep. Yes. All right. No, that's the only title. Uh, Erica, be. you yield. You yield your love on here. Lake Erie. Love on Lake Erie. I'm curious, how much does the love story fit into that? And do the blankets come back? I feel like the blankets come back in the third act and they're like some third act spoiler. Maybe John, they kill John, one of the lovers. John. Yes, that's, that, that was Erica's pitch. They okay, kill. They, I have questions. That was Erica's they pitch. Kill the, they kill the little sister. So it's really sad. Yeah. All right. This this pitch is going to be much shorter, so you won't have to take notes. So this is a comedic approach. Think of um, like the man in High Castle with the War of 1812. So the Americanos, the Yanks, they lost the War of 1812. This is jackass meets any civilized society. <laughs> So Erie is named Yuri with an X with a U because the British add a U, an unnecessary U into like every word. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it's like, okay. So um, the victors, which were the British Canadians and the indigenous peoples, um, they're constantly clashing <laughs> with the Yanks who are continually trying to sabotage the system because it's too boring, too diverse, and too peaceful. All right. The Yanks are not happy with a world ruled by the Canadians, the indigenous people, and the Brits. All right. 
So you see everyday situations where the Yanks, they just can't help themselves. Uh, and they put in so much effort into making everyone else's lives difficult and everything as difficult as it possibly can be. So eventually the Yuris must decide whether to run the Yanks out of town, back to the countries where they came from and build up walls to keep them out or just ignore them, basically. So uh, it has to be directed by Jeff Tremaine. I really want to see a, a reunion. Um, stars Johnny Knoxville would be like the top person in the Yanks uh, group. Ryan Gosling, a, a nice, really nice Canadian, um, you know, is one of the Canadians. Eric, I, I had um, Irene Bedard, who played uh, Pocahontas's mom in the New World. As you know, I could only name three, so I tried to pick like the three biggest names. So yeah, so this is a comedy in the vein of us losing the War of eighteen twelve, and we become we become the spoilers, the pains in the asses. Uh huh. That's all I got. Love it. Uh, John, okay. Wow. Wow. John, uh, how much is your, how much is your budget that you're asking for? Oh, super, super cheap. Like, uh, I'm thinking like probably 50, like 30 to 50. So probably because of Ryan Gosling. Yeah, probably that alone. I, I gotta tell you something. Okay. Which one do I think is winning the awards? I think Erica's is winning the awards. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I actually love the idea, but it is, it's not a movie. It's a. It's a, you've got like an HBO special, Erica. It's it's a little too. Uh, it's a little too grand in scope. It, that's not a bad thing. No, we're we're pitching movies here. Not even not if to, I put Terrence Malick on it. Eh, no, <laughs> nobody's gonna go see it if it's Terrence Malick. And John that, and, would love it. I would. I would love and, it. And, and John Terrence, would have the director's Terrence, cut. He'd watch it once a year. Terrence Malick is not getting a two hundred million dollar budget. By the way, no. Uh, I, I, I I think I'm actually okay, gonna. I think I'm actually just because of kind of technicality purposes because you're jamming a lot into that plot. I, I think there you could. I think if you scaled it back and you edited it a little bit, but I'm giving round one to John. That was the Yuri. It, it kind of killed me. The Yuri. Johnny Knoxville in a period piece. All right. It, it, it was good. It, I, I really liked both of those ideas. All right. uh, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Ooh, all right. I that mean, was the thing is, everyone has seen and heard the 1812 story. That's For why sure. I just want to make I just want to make fun of it, you know, just flip just flip it. Yeah, that that's the good flip idea. It. If that you're going to do 1812, do something no one's thought of with it. Oh, Johnny Knoxville should play like Ollie Hazard Perry, right? That would be. If anything, do a drunk history with it. Yes. If you can't get the budget for if you can't get 50 million, yeah. do a drunk history at yeah. least. There you go. And that's that's got to be like a million. Just get Johnny really? Knoxville to like. I bet you some of those drunk histories are more than a million. Oh, that's no. yeah. You're, I don't know. I, I, sometimes, yeah. not always, but sometimes it's like it's we like, don't have to show any of the battle scenes. It's true. This will be my right. only lead of the competition. I I am basking. I, in I, it. Doubt it. Let, I doubt let, it. Let, 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 that was tight. That, I, that was tough. That was tough. Right. Okay, round two. I'm a film snob as we all know, and there is no truer cinema than the silent era. With that in mind, for this round, you don't have to provide a plot, but what I want to know is which filmmaker, not named David Fincher, 
would you designate to direct a silent film and who would be starring in this film? And also who would be providing the original musical composition? John? I don't have any stars, so I'm gonna have to make this up on the fly. Did you do stars, Erica, for this one? I have one, yeah, I have a star. I just wanted one star. Okay. John? All right, right, I'm gonna preface mine. So last night I watched a new film, Synchronic, which is from Benson and Moorhead. I don't know if you're you guys are familiar with them, but they're like independent filmmakers. They do these really like high concept sci-fi, low budget, and I respect them quite a lot. I didn't think that this film quite worked, but the story is about two paramedics who get pulled into like the world of a new designer drug and the effects of that designer drug. So that kind of was my inspiration. Okay. So I was thinking late career Tony Scott because his films were so beautiful and stylized. I thought, what about like a experimental silent film, have him go all in on like a drug trip movie. And because he's like an eighties, nineties style filmmaker, you know, kind of like over the top, I thought like music by the butthole surfers, like a good psychedelic, psychedelic rock band. So that's the story. Basically, I want to see Tony Scott do a, uh, a bad, a bad trip movie in, in that style. So that's my idea. I didn't think of any, um, cast members to be in it. Um, how about, yeah. Did you have a suggestion? No, God, I can't. No, okay. no the, judge has, the judge provides no suggestions, but you need a star. I need a star. Hmm. I'm giving you 10 seconds. Oh, start. okay. How about, um, what's her name? Moss. She's, she's unhinged. She's easy. Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> Let's put her in it. Definitely unhinged. She does it so well. Yeah, we could we yeah. can believe her going off on. I drugs. believe it. John yields his time. Erica, the floor is yours. Of course, my inspiration was Hamilton. Uh, big fan, and so for me, I don't even. I'm not even just picking a director and a composer. I'm picking the entire cabinet, which is what they refer to of not just Lin Manuel Miranda, who is the like the composer and the writer of the book, they say, the story and the lyrics. So he writes the music, the book and the lyrics of the show. The director he works with is Thomas Kale and the music director and orchestrator is Alex Lacamois and his choreographer, because we're talking about a silent movie, which is not just a movie. My silent movie is a musical, right? Because you can have dancing in your silent movie. Am I wrong? Like in The Artist, that was all kinds of dancing and moving around. The Oscar winning silent film. Except, does everybody know the one line in the silent film, The Artist? There's a piece of trivia for you. It's at the very end. It's at the very end. And uh, can we do it? Can you do it again? With pleasure. pleasure, He says it right at the end. With pleasure. Um, and his choreographer is Andy Blankenbuehler. Anyway, so I would hire that whole cabinet. My star is my dancer, Mads Mikkelsen. And this isn't a plot, 
but again, inspired by Hamilton. It's about King Christian VII of Denmark. John, I got to give it to Erica. The Mads Mickelson is a great. That, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's a good I idea to probably have the whole cabinet, but the Mad Mickelson, because he could definitely do it. Of course. Well, as you guys, uh, you guys, he was in the movie A Royal Affair about King Christian the Seventh of Denmark. Yeah, of course, he played. What did he play, John? I can't remember. The, I need to watch. Like it an again. advisor. I don't know. He was somebody in the court of King Christian the Seventh, who I, was who was mentally ins- he was insane. Yeah. As, as crazy as Hamilton has been driving me, because Erica plays it on loop here. <laughs> It's a smart idea. Immediately recognize big box office returns that I'm going to get with minimal yes. profits to the creator. Right. But, you know, nonetheless. John's idea is a really great, like. Oh, I love John's you know, idea. Oh, it's, a, oh. it's a really great, like, Sunday morning TIFF option, you know. Oh. It reminds me of, like, going to, <laughs> it reminds me of going to see Terrence Malick's, like, silent TIFF, you know. Yeah. universe universal i don't know whatever i saw well to, yeah on the side. idea of having like the butthole surfers and tony scott that like that's <laughs> i would be all on board with that yeah. but no one else it, would but that's mm-hmm. all right it is not about personal i am trying i'm running a business <laughs> here yeah <laughs> so erica so we are tied one tied. to one okay. all right that, those those were good those were good. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. R- round three. Round three. Ready? Round three. Yep. This is a simple one. Mm. Uh-huh. Which movie remake would you have done that has not been tackled yet? I will begin with John. Oh. Which movie remake? Well, Mike, you know which. I, I'm not going to say the one that you know that I. I, I. I know. I know. That I wish. I know. And I will make a joke and say since in Face Off. Uh, you know, they cast two actors that were not bo- similar body types at all. Um, I think in a good face-off remake would be maybe like John Goodman, Daniel Craig. Um, no. <laughs> so, well, I'm breaking the rules, Mike. I'm going to do one that's that's already been remade and I think <laughs> should be remade again for okay. new generation. Okay. So, uh, two films that I really love, The Wages so, of... Hold on now. Stick with me. I'm breaking the rules, so I'm losing this one already. Because I'm not going to say they shoot horses, don't they? But that, that's, that's the easy one for me. Um, so, The Wages of Fear. I don't know if you guys have seen this. It might I, still I, be on I, the Criterion channel. I know it. Yeah. All right. So, it's 1953. Um, and then there was Sorcerer in 1977, which was uh, starred uh, Roy Scheider, and it was directed by William Friedkin. But anyways, in both of these movies, it's a group of desperate men hiding in a remote, poor part of the world, and they have to transport explosive cargo to a site through like rough terrain and in both films it's an oil well explosion that the only way to stop the oil well explosion is to put like nitroglycerin on it and blow it up even more so i thought since we've had one in the 50s we've had one in the late 70s it's time we need another one 
update it. So I thought maybe a spin where we turn the page like on dangerous energy extraction from the ground, which has been with us for a while. We have a group of desperate citizens, regular everyday people, not criminals this time, but maybe like a group of rural Americans with different backgrounds. They have to get together, go on a dangerous journey to a site that's been polluting the air, water and land and they have to blow it up for different reasons. So this is kind of like a uh, environmental activist kind of spin on the wages of fear and sorcerer. So that's that's my pitch. Okay, John. Boy, ooh, I did not see that one coming. That's good. I've seen I've seen both of those, and uh, I love them. Those that that's yeah, that's pretty good. Oh. Um, so my, my pitch is I had a lot of Barbara Streisand on, on the brain. I'm a huge, like, I, I really love Robert Redford. Um, the way we were is a 1973 love story is taking it a little too far because, um, you never really feel like these two people are super in love with each other. It is a, it's a romance, but, um, in love is not the word I would is not the phrase I would use. They have a long-term relationship across decades. They have a child together, but they meet in college because of their really different political views. Okay. Um, she's a really kind of liberal, like communist activist, and he's a very conservative um you know, kind of like, I don't want to say stuffy, but he, he's like, um, he's like a Greek life kind of quiet, you know, all the girls love him because he's so good looking. I mean, it's Robert Redford. They're very, very different, but they end up having this relationship. And um, I thought it'd be really, really cool to focus on this very different political backgrounds and very different racial identities uh, starting in college and having this on again, off again relationship throughout their lives and actually going through a period of marriage and childhood, you know, childbearing and breaking up and getting back together. I mean, that's what they do throughout their lives, but because of their very, very different families and political view, I mean, it's really, and they're both very strongly convicted people. And those things really don't allow them to stay together as in a loving relationship. I don't know, maybe there's a different um, ending to it. I, I don't know. But I think that now is a really interesting time um, in society to explore what a relationship looks like again, when those things get in the way of real connection, because that's hard now. I mean, that is like the kind of thing that we're really struggling with is having real genuine relationships with people because that is, we're so divided as a, as a nation. It's so hard to even start relationships with people when there's such political divide. So I thought cast, you know, Florence Pugh and John Boyega from the new Star Wars movies, I thought they would be really great because they have, both of them have kind of like a mature look to their faces so they could play young, but they could also like age up relatively well. 
one of the dynamics in the movie in the 1973 movie which they could explore a little bit more and maybe they could change is that throughout their life their lives is she always is kind of kind of a little bit more like chasing after him and he's always like the one who's dating a more beautiful woman and he's a little more you know glamorous than she is and I don't know. They could change that a little bit. Real quick, John, can you give me the uh, a, an actor to play the uh, the Roy Schneider <laughs> character in your film? And Erica, you, you got somebody in mind? <clears throat> somebody you would cast? Probably some women. I think I would cast all women. Um, so let's do and really anybody. Just all women. I haven't I haven't thought about it. for Erica's. I was going to say she's a QAnon Trumpist. And he's an AOC worshiping progressive. I actually like her. I, I like the idea. I, I, they meet at the Capitol to burn it all down. <laughs> I, I want to get too specific on, you know, who believes what and how detailed their beliefs were. Mike, we'll know. put Zen, Zendaya will be one of one of the leads for 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 my re remake. I mean, it could be the cast of Widows, really. Like, it could be the like the women from Widows would would be great. I think because I'm asking because this so far this is the toughest one because I actually think both of them are really good ideas. Yeah, they're both great. I'm I gonna agree. give the I'm good I'm gonna give the edge to John. Casting all women <laughs> is actually a nice little like sort of uh, probably a nice little just like a nice little notch to that. A nice little curveball but erica i think a, erica's could work erica's, for like erica's a great a romantic really good, comedy that's like, a really good idea that's a really good idea like somebody's got to be making erica's movie like, somebody should be making somebody erica's has movie. to be making erica's movie yeah like i that's a that is incredibly i want to go so hard with like the aoc uh QAnon aspect of it but like you could put <laughs> you could play it more to the middle a little bit like of of like the two sides and the, the two thinking. And I think there's a million ways that that actually could get played out. Uh, boy, I thought the, you were going to give us a tie. I don't, I can don't. I, can I give a tie? Well, I'll you're the boss. That, I'm giving that a tie. I'm giving that wow. a tie. Those, those were both really good. All right. All right. Well, the next okay. one, I'll, I'll be sure and screw up the next one. All right. All right. Well, okay. I think well, you'll like my next one, Mike. But, round four. Um, Round four, and now considering, we'll, we'll, okay, round four. You're about to enter another dimension, a dimension not not only of sight and sound, but of mind, a journey into a wondrous land of imagination. And in this dimension, Humphrey Bogart has come back from the grave to star in one movie that has already been made. What is the movie and what is the role he is playing in that film? Erica, the floor is yours. The movie is Michael Clayton, and he is playing... Michael Clayton. I mean, Clooney's the Bogart, right? Of of this generation. That's. <laughs> I mean, hey, she yields the floor, John. Let's hear it. That's it. That's all I got to say. All right. Well, that's a great one. That's little true. little obvious, though. I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> this being modern times, <laughs> noir is out and. Bandex is in. We're talking Hollywood here. So for me, Bogart would be the perfect Wolverine and the perfect character 
<laughs> for the for this character at the end of the rope, we're gonna go Logan Noir with Humphrey Bogart as Wolverine. John, I'd like to tell you something. Erica won that round. <laughs> it, that was a close. Oh, that was a close. If, Bo- was- if we had Bogey right now, like if we had, no. like if he was late in his career, he would have been one in the Marvel universe. So he would be no. fine, be- but you're not casting him as Wolverine. Oh, John, no. I expected so much more. That was uh, Erica's answer was going to be tough. That was the. It, it was tough to beat. I know. And in fact, when I saw that, I knew exactly what my answer was. Ooh, it was, was so easy. Yeah, so Clooney. Crazy. Clooney was the first that came to mind for sure. Yeah, yeah, mm. it was Clooney. Hence, hence me trying to mix it up. But the judge did not like that idea at all. I, I, well, I think you could, I think there's a lot of ways you could have gone with it, but mm. trying to throw him into a Marvel. That's true. He not. he could have been even could have been his... Batman. He could have been Batman. You're right. He couldn't have even lifted Wolverine's like. I'm talking like 50 year old Bo- Humphrey Bogart here. Yeah, I, well, I don't think, Eric, have you seen Logan? Yeah, okay. She Never doesn't mind. even know what we're talking about. <laughs> but okay. they did the black and white version of it, Mike. Which was so. great. Okay, wow. Erica, great answer. Great answer. Well I, done, I well done. Final round, round five. Whew. John and Erica. Here's where Erica takes the big lead. You've, no. imp- you've impressed your judge up to this point, but now it's time for your greatest test. I have tasked you both to come up with a title for, to a film, but with no plot. It is now up to the other person to provide the synopsis to your masterpiece, your masterpiece title. We can all confirm that none of us had heard the title of either of John or Erica's <laughs> film. Can we confirm this, John? I have not. I have not, Erica, unless she misspoke it. I have not heard it. it, no. All right, all right, excellent. The first film title that I want to hear is going to come from Erica. Okay, John, what is this movie about? Morning Jade. <laughs> Morning Jade. Okay. Uh, nothing creative's coming to mind. So Morning Jade is a Hallmark story about Jade, an aging woman whose husband just recently passed. It's Christmas because it's a Hallmark movie. <laughs> the, jeez, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way to tie this into jewelry somehow. <laughs> okay, so Jade's husband recently passed. It's Christmas season, and when she opens up his her gift that she <laughs> received. From him that's been under the tree <laughs> since before his passing. It's a neck, a jade necklace or something that he bought for. This is lame. I'm sorry. No, it's amazing. Keep going. I love it. But, you know, you can picture the typical Hallmark cover. You have this woman with the sad face whole, clutching <laughs> clutching her necklace. No, no, the... it's not that you would have to do present. Oh, that's true. She's holding the present. What could it be? <laughs> Tears. It's snow outside. All right. That's Morning Jade. A Hallmark, a Hallmark classic. But how does it resolve, John? Well, I think she's been grieving, if I'm understanding. Yeah, she just, yeah. with the audience. So the audience, end is her happiness of yeah, opening the present. Yeah, she's just that release. 
just the, the tears just pouring out. The audience is crying. Everybody's crying. <laughs> that sounds like a commercial. Yeah, it does sound like a commercial. <laughs> I don't know what it's a commercial for, but... <laughs> Pandora necklaces. Yeah. <laughs> Don't waste your time on Jade. Come get your Pandora necklace. It'll never That's let right. you down. Meet your new husband at the Pandora store. Oh, <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. John, John right. return serve. Eric, are you ready? I'm ready. Time suck. <laughs> Once upon a time, this couple lived in this apartment and the the husband was coming up with this game idea and uh he had five tasks for the wife and <laughs> one of them was to come up with the idea for a silent film and uh you had to come up with a director and a star <laughs> and then at the last minute uh come up with a um, a composer for that silent film. And it took that wife just an entire afternoon to come up with that silent film. Um, but the resolution of this movie was really, really just satisfying because she searched deep down inside for her true inspiration um, and looked at her phone and there it was, you know, in her Spotify playlist. And it was Hamilton, just the most amazing musical ever written. Um, and so she wrote it down. You went all meta. Idea. Huh? All meta. And then it was time. It was time to sit down and join her friends. One of the best mo times of her week. One of her favorite moments of her week. I'm going to give that round to John. Thank you. Because <laughs> he actually tried. <laughs> To give a movie idea, that was a, we can go back. That I just was a said the first effort. thing. That was a I can go, this, Honestly, that is literally what just my thoughts just literally rolled out of my mouth. <laughs> I did not think I, I could probably come up with something really clever. I shouldn't have said that. You're not loud. a big no. fan of sci-fi, though. I, I and I this was a setup for for. I, actually, I, that's a great idea. Time so, time a sci-fi response. Uh, time it's only five. It's only twenty after five. I could do a whole different one. <laughs> that would be against the rules. That's against the rules. That, that, that I can. So you're tied. You're tied. Do, do, Wait, I, do you have a tiebreaker? I, I could, need a tiebreaker. I, I could come up with a tiebreaker if you need. We need me. a come, good tiebreaker. You need a good tiebreaker. Okay, give me a second, uh, because all right. Because I did not expect Erica to totally phone in that last answer there. You mean you were hoping that I would win? If, I, 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 I kind of I thought when John gave the name You time assumed suck, I would win. When John gave the Aww. name Time Suck, I was like, she's going to like, there because there was just so many ways. That was a great title. Time Suck? You could have gone like about office space. You didn't like space. mine? I loved that you went the Hallmark movie route. Whew. Morning, Jade. I, I yeah. thought you were. I thought a, you would totally go like Asian movie route. The, the funny <laughs> thing is, gonna... there's got to be a Hallmark movie like Morning, Jade. There has to be. The oh, title, really? I didn't even like, look. The... I didn't even look to see if there was a real movie called Morning, Jade. Actually, good title. maybe there is. Title. They're both good maybe titles. They are good. 
Good titles. Let's see if Morning Jade exists somewhere. Mike's going into his book. I wonder. Oh I no, wonder what Morning he's Joe in. exists. Yeah. My Morning Jacket, a good band out there. Mm -hmm. All right. Give me a moment, guys. Hold on. Okay. Oh, you're gonna find one. No, well, no, I'm, I'm gonna try to think this out real quick. Okay. Britain, feel free to edit this or leave this in here for building Pos posterity tension yes. <laughs> for uh, tension building. Well. I don't know. Would you go see my movie? What one? The time suck one? No way. No. <laughs> time suck? No. <laughs> no. Like, why you, is this a movie? Would you go see? No. Would you go see my Pontiac's Rebellion? Oh yeah, yeah. Doesn't that sound like a good story? I mean, like, Pontiac. I mean, he had a line of of schooners that uh, were like no other. Eventually picked up by GM. Like. Pontiac's Rebellion. I mean, it's there's nothing like nothing exists on IMDb. No one has done this. Mike's taken off the headphones so he can't be distracted. I guess not, but my goodness. Okay, here we go. Ready? <clears throat> here's the here's the tiebreaker. We're gonna we're gonna flip the process a little bit. Okay. It's been done before. Think uh, Twenty One Jump Street. You're gonna okay. take a you're gonna take a television series any television series throughout the history of time but and you're going to make it into a film but it's not going to be the same genre of the television series so that means if it was a comedy got it you know it's more serious if it's a more I'm ready. dramatic i'm ready he's already ready okay all uh, right so john's ready erica what well, well, let's let's give erica erica do you need more time should we have john go first what do you want to do? Like, what's the prompt? Is it the same name, or can it be like? Okay, okay. I'll I'll give the I'll give the I'll give the synopsis. Yes, it's the same name. Okay, it's the same name. All right. So for our bonus round to break the tiebreaker here, the judge has decided upon the idea <laughs> of the remake, but the television to film remake, just a like different genre. And it that's it's yes. So Twenty One Drum Street when it was a sort of a action drama, they turned it into a comedy. Same idea, any show in history, but you're gonna you're gonna flip the genre. Ready. First, John, go for it. All right. So Friends. <clears throat> friends is a thriller, a survival thriller, where a close group of friends one of they're in two of them are in a relationship but they're on a break one sleeps with somebody else which totally splits the group they go to war with each other team rachel versus team ross a fight to the death in a high-rise apartment in new york city they trash the place there's bodies <laughs> only one can survive can I ask? Can I ask for the spoiler? Who's surviving? Well, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, Courtney Cox fan, so. So Monica, Monica yeah, makes it. Yeah, Monica Mon tells Monica the story. Makes it, yeah. She's the one. Who, she's your narrator mm -hmm. after the fact, retelling what happened to the other friends. That's right. <laughs> powerful. That's powerful cinema right there. Erica. John yields the floor. Your turn. Oh my God! Did, she just, did my wife just have a brain freeze? 
I think she just inhaled something. What was that? All right. Okay. You know the show Absolutely Fabulous? Okay. It is a, like, a gritty drama um, movie. These two are, like, along the lines of train spotting. These two are literally in crack houses, like, selling their bodies, walking around, like, shriveled, disgusting, like, prostitutes on the side of the road. With, this like, is dark. <laughs> With needles hanging out of this, their arms, walking up to cars, um, still like somehow getting like fashionable clothing because um, I don't know, like they somehow have access to like high fashion. They're um, models and it's heroin chic. Models and it's heroin chic. Thank you, Michael. Hey, wait, you're not supposed to do that. No, sorry, sorry. I did help helped John on the on his Hallmark film. So <laughs> that's so. true. Yeah. But it's like a gritty drama where the, where the, it's like heroin chic. They're alcoholics. They're heroin addicts. But they still but they are models who work in high fashion. And before I give my final verdict, uh, Erica, do you have a director for your Danny for your... Boyle? John, do you have a director. I mean, I can go Fincher on this one, right? I'm going. I'm you, going. You could, yeah, you could. Go I want. Ahead. I want dark, very high contrast, completely the opposite of TV sitcom. This is a tie again, isn't it? <laughs> I'm gonna give it to Erica. Woo! Yeah, I, I, I like well it. John. Well done. John, you actually had me right before. It. I don't think Fincher could do that movie. I, I think they're like yeah, that's where you actually lost me. Surprise! That's probably the only time David Fincher's ever lost me. Sure. <laughs> I, I, that's not the movie I think he, for for David Fincher. Uh, she got okay. you on the she got you on the director. Guys, that was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Well done, well done, really? Erica. Yeah. Well done. Thank you very much. I know this for a fact because Mike came wandering through the living room and it was like, "John's seen a lot more than you have, Erica." Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I'm terrible at games. I'm better at games than you. You've seen a lot more movies than me, and I'm better at games than you. My so. record, my record in games stands. <laughs> that, well, we needed overtime yeah i don't think you should beat yourself up too much we, yeah close. we did go into overtime we did go into overtime so I think well we done did pretty well yeah well, well done. done everybody all right i, I am i am a, a humble winner i humbly accept my my trophy thank the you first, very much for being a worthy opponent john michael thank you for being a very fair judge yes thank you michael yes i look forward to our next game i think this means that i will be the judge next time Ooh. I, I think that's fair that's fair it's sure. gonna be another whooping yes so i will be i will be submitting the challenge questions for our next face-off fantastic all right so i promised erica that i'll now share with you the first idea the first round one my eerie idea would be a comedy about the construction of the eerie airport Ah, oh, uh, yes. That's right. Oh, geez. We were just driving past it the other day saying... How, really did, they, how did these decisions get made? Well, because when they first built it, they're like, this is way out in the country. It doesn't, you know, no one, no one's ever going to, like, build anything out here. And they built, like, 
suburbia around it. Mm -hmm. And the runway was too short. Yeah, yeah, guaranteeing that they'll never make it any bigger. So I would make guaranteeing it be, Erie will never grow. I would have it be like a David Mamet sort of comedy <laughs> state Tra of play. Tragic comedy. Tragic comedy, <laughs> how it like sort of screws the rest of the city and stuff like that. Mm. So <laughs> we could do a lot of those. We could do you a could. lot of those. You could do a lot of those. Yes. Anyway. All right. Well, guys, that concludes the first cinema face-off. Thank our contestants, uh, John, the Lion King, and Erica, take me back, Berlin, Iron Lady. Well, because I called you Dauber before. Ah, uh, yes. Well, well, I was letting you stand on your own. Uh, I guess this is the part of the show where I do the readout. Here. That's been our episode. Make sure you follow the Film Society of Northwestern <laughs> Pennsylvania and the Greater Erie Film Office on social media. You'll find all the tags and links in the show notes for this episode. Until next time, this was Film Grade.